Um, so Kenobi episode three, um, we've been following the adventures um, of Kenobi. We reviewed the first two episodes uh, last week. Um, there, so that was kind of nice of Disney Plus to drop the first two episodes, um, really getting you kind of familiar with what's going on, set you up into the story. Um, and with this kind of new episode, so you see that Kenobi is still on the run with Leia um, after escaping, um, after you know rescuing her from being kidnapped. Um, they're on the run from the Empire. Um, and you see the Inquisitor River um, are kind of hot on their trail. Um, and I, with this episode, what I liked about it is it's a little bit more world building. Um, and it feels, you really feel more of the impact of the Empire on the galaxy. Because when they are going to the uh, the safe point, which uh, Camille Nanjani's character told them about in the last episode. Um, you see, you know, Kenobi describing like, you know, you see this place like, yeah, it used to be filled with fields and grass and all these other things it used to be gorgeous. And then the Empire came and kind of wiped it all out. And then them even hitching a ride, um, who was this alien who's played by Zach Braff, by the way. A lot of people thought it was Seth Rogen. Um, I get that, too. I mean, it did sound a whole lot like Seth Rogen. Um, but you see, like, he's kind of this, you know what I mean, uh, just... I guess bootlicker of the empire. He's got it on his, uh, you know, his his vehicle, basically like a almost like a Blue Lives Matter type of bumper on his on his vehicle and everything like that. And you empire see, pride. Yeah, I mean, you see that, you know what I mean? And Kenobi, I, that's a nice little thing that they do that where he just stops and looks at it real quick and goes like, "Shit," um, you know, as he's getting. I thought that was kind of a nice little moment there. Um, and I do like a lot of the interactions with um, you know Leia and. Uh, Kenobi. I, I, and I think, again, Hugh McGregor has that great ability about him to work well and bounce off well with other people, just like what we talked about just previously with Joe Carey. Um, and the moments where they're talking, um, you know, about, you know, kind of his history, which, you know, and her history, um, I thought was a sweet moment uh, between the both of them. Um, and I, I, I thought that that was kind of really good and, and the, seeing their relationship, you know, kind of uh, I, I thought was kind of interesting to see what were kind of your thoughts on that and the small bits of world building was nice um but there's a lot of um, issues i have with have with this episode i'm gonna let you go forward and i'll bring that up later but i'll just give my overall thoughts of it mm. um okay Right from the, I don't know. There's a lot of logic issues I have with this episode, but the sets are nice. Uh, Ian McGregor is trying. He's trying to play Kenobi in a character that I think doesn't quite fit for what we know of him later. And my fear of this season is becoming slowly more of a reality as it's going to be exactly what I expected from this uh when it was announced, at least from how they handled Book of Boba Fett and mm. other aspects of Star Wars uh, shows on Disney Plus so far. Um, and what do you mean? In the manner of, they don't really care about continuity, more on the emotion of the story, even if it doesn't quite fit logically. 
You like, think? All right, I'll give you an example. You yeah, oh, go ahead. You think ahead. they broke continuity no. in this episode, or are you talking about? Oh, they broke it. Oh, they broke continuity all over the damn place. And there's we, a review I read where he said, "If you're trying to look at this in a continuity as a connection, you're gonna lose your mind. Just take the show as it is, and it's pretty good." And I'm like, mm. "Hey, that's a BS excuse. Uh, that never works for anything." But sure, I'll play that game. Uh, we'll look at it as its own thing. And even among its own thing, even within its own mm-hmm. context, it still has weak writing and weak uh, character moments. Mm. Even if it's its own thing, divided to nothing else. Okay. So I'll, I'll play that. But I'm going to let you go f- go ahead on that. My, my overall, I didn't hate this episode. I want you to think I hated it. But I am getting to the point where I'm starting to wonder why even making this. Mm. Okay. Um, so, like I said, I do like the relationship there between Leia, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Obi-Wan I thought was pretty good, and like the world-building aspect of it, um, mm-hmm. and the big thing about this episode is you see Vader, um, which mm-hmm. they don't try to really tease it out, you don't see a little things here, drip drabs of... Kind you of, just straight out see Vader. You just straight out see him, he, he pops up, he appears, voiced again by James Earl Jones, who I think sounds a lot better. He sounded he, better. Yeah, here than he did in Rogue One. Because in Rogue One, I thought he sounded like oh, yeah. he sounded like oh man, you could tell like it's a much older guy. Um, he and um, th- when they did the remake as well, it, like really it was bad. But with this, like he got a little oomph back. Yeah, he sounded yeah he sounded you know much better. Um, so shout out to you know James L. Jones here. Uh, 91 years old shout out to him so yeah he's still getting yeah, them, goddamn and you know, getting them checks man i mean i imagine how easy i, mean, I wonder <laughs> if he even leaves his house i wonder like, he probably doesn't I you wonder. know what they probably he probably has a recording studio at his house mm-hmm. and they just bring up shop and they do it right then and there right. or they um they just they probably escort him in like a limo or something and he just does it <laughs> and it's just a whole a whole set and he's just thank you for your time mr is it mr jones yeah, I I wonder, yeah, because, yeah, because, I mean, it must be, like, nice, you know, just coming there and just voicing it real quick in that quick little check. Yeah, that must be really good. Um, they have him a retainer for, like, a week if they need any additional lines. Uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think he sounds a lot better here. Um, and then you see Vader, and I got to admit, I mean, you know, hey, that's that's a badass look, man. The cape, the all black, I mean, you've seen him there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way it flows, I mean, the way he's walking, it's just like, yeah, and then you see him on his on his throne, um, he's in Mustafar, where you see his base. I mean, it's a it's a clean look. I gotta admit, you know, all black. That's a, that's a nice clean look. And of course, we of course I've seen Vader before the way he looks, but you know, here, you know what I mean. It's just like, man, that's just yeah, it's, hey, that's a badass guy. And then you see him show up um, in in this where he comes to this town looking for Kenobi. Um, I think with these sequel, you know, kind of uh, you know movies or well, I shouldn't say the, not the sequel movies, but. Now that Disney's taken over Star Wars, um, I do like they've they have made Vader feel like a good threat again. Um, something that I think the prequels kind of ruined, where you see him kind of younger him and everything. Like people said, he's kind of whiny and everything like that. Um, like when he showed up in Rogue One, it was like that was kind of big. It's like oh, you know, that big threat of Vader being the most one of the most dangerous forces, and it kind of gets into him being this attack dog. You know what I mean? For the Empire, almost. Mm-hmm. You know, being this guy that goes with the the ground level troops to go, and and he's really this major force of you know what I mean? This, this finisher there. Mm-hmm. Um, of, he's the SS officer. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and so I think it, it very much kind of represented that him showing up in this town, coming there, 
and and just completely just you know what I mean trying to get Kenobi goading him to try to come out um you know just picking up people with the force breaking a kid's neck um and you know what I mean I think this is the violence that Boba, Book of Boba Fett should have had because you see yeah you, honestly really should have you see with Kenobi you see when he was fighting those troopers when he was you know when he got kind of uh outed by them and they were trying to arrest him and one he shoots one trooper with the blaster. He falls on the gate of the the laser gate cut and it cut, cut in half. I'm like, damn. I mean, they actually showed that him being like sliced in half. I was like, damn. Uh, okay. Um, so I thought that was yeah. I think this is the type of violence that Book of Boba Fett should add. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you see Vader just dragging people with the force. You just show up and just how much of a sheer presence he is. You know, people just cower in fear of the guy. Um, so I, I very much, you know, kind of like that, um, and him just not even saying a word. Um, so, I mean, what did you think of that, of, of Vader's uh, appearance in this episode? Vader's appearance is, again, I'm going to remove all all continuity. I'm just going to take it as is, is this own little show. Mm. Uh, his continuity... Uh, you're kind of breaking up there. Um, you're kind of choppy there. Right. Vader showed up when he when the Empire meant business. He didn't have to come in, and he always came in after the troops already arrived. They roughed it up, and if he was coming after you, uh, he was going to get the answers out of you, or die, or you die, either or. Hmm. I mean, uh, the fact that he just starts dragging people out. He's like, "There's a Jedi around. All right, I know how they work. I, I work. I was a Jedi once." You're going to feel not Oh, you don't feel anything? You're still not? Okay. He's not in the area. I'm going to keep moving forward. And and you just see the pure brutality. Never has to pull out a lightsaber. Never has to do any of that. Because he doesn't have to. Mm. He just uses the power of the Force. And that itself is intimidating. Just pulls a guy out of the building without a care in the world. Just like, eh. Yeah. No? Still not? All right. Oh, <laughs> kids tries to, tries to help. Bam. Push against. Snap neck. Yeah. Anyone else? It's like very much like anyone else want to. It's like uh, make a make a note. This is what I thought. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he just comes in as a you know as this pure force, and like I said, doesn't even have to do. I mean, he's barely even probably flexing. I mean, he's you know what I mean. He's probably not even straining a muscle, just using the force, picking these people up throwing them dragging them it's just like wow mm-hmm. um and then you know you see in this episode you know after when you when kenobi got the reveal in episode two that anakin was still alive that you know he is darth vader i mean you just see him kind of shaking kind of like almost like oh shit i mean i know what i did to him like oh damn i mean i, I hope he's not still mad about that about me you know cutting his <laughs> whole limbs off and you know you know letting him burn in lava i was like oh i hope that guy's not still mad about that you know, well, maybe he forgot. Maybe it was 10 years ago. Maybe. I don't know. You know, and then you see him. You uh, by the end of this episode, um, no. No, he does not. Yeah. And you see that, you know, Vader very much, when he hears Kenobi's name, he was like, I stop everything I'm doing and I'm going to find him and I'm going to make him pay. And when you see the face off between the two of them um, and Kenobi's just running because, you know, he hasn't used a lightsaber in the, the time he's ran away, probably in all yeah. the 10 years. Um, and then some people would say, also I see a criticism of this show is that it looks kind of fan film made. Um, it is very much very fan filmy. Mm. You think with just this episode, or you think the, the way the show looks in general? I think the show looks in general. Okay. 
And what gives you that fan film vibe to you? So, the first episode didn't give me as much of a vibe as that. Because it had a lot of de- had different locations in the desert. It was small, but it was fairly small scale. With this, they've moved to different areas and planes, but it always feels zoomed in. It doesn't feel grand. Uh, for example, that gate, that's literally just a tiny gate. You just go around it. Mm. You just literally just go around that gate. It's like, if this was a Empire stop point or something, I, don't know, I imagine it'd be a little bit bigger than that if that was a movie, but um, it does feel small scale had, like, in like, a lot of aspects. Didn't they have like two, like kind of like not towers? Well, not they're not big enough to be towers, but I guess two like little stations next to the gate that the guards were no. up in. I mean, because that's what he fell out of. They right? had like they had the little gate and the little guard thing, but then it's also surrounded by emptiness. It's it's, it's oh, just th- a tiny little gate. You could just walk around that shit. Hmm. Okay. Or if he was gonna like, if he was gonna later on, he's like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna press this button. It's not going. I'm gonna shoot it. Okay, cool. Oh, you did that because then you're gonna take the truck. Oh, and he just keeps on running. I'm like, why are you taking the truck? No, the truck is. Oh, damn it, Kenobi. <laughs> why are you running? Just take the truck. Well, they are all mean... dead except for um, except for the farmer. Hmm. I mean, you could also say that at that tr- point. I mean, the truck was also probably mm-hmm. identified with the farmer. I mean, we probably didn't have any. I mean, license or anything like that. Maybe, but yeah, that point. Mm. Yeah. Uh, You've given up on subterfuge at this point. Mm. Uh. And so you think so? Mm. Kind of elements. So you think it, 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 it? Why it feels so fan film made is just because it feels. It felt the s- most fanficy with Vader, and yeah, very small scale. Okay. It felt the most fanficy when they're in that empty quarry, and. It's like the blue lightsaber and the and the red fighting against each other. And, oh, I'm just running away. And I'm running this and I'm doing this. And that felt very fan filmy. That felt very, okay, we have a limited budget. We have to have an open area. It's going to look pretty good for a fan film. And it's going to look kind of good. Mm. But it does give that vibe of, like, we're very zoomed in, very close. Not a lot of wide shots. We don't have dolly, access to a dolly. It's going to be very close. You can tell where the set is. You can tell where uh, they're panned out. If you took away the curtains and you look behind you, you can tell where the crew is. Mm. You just you can notice these things as you're watching it, mm. and that's kind of the vibe I got. Especially when there's like the fire and he lifts him up and he's gonna drag him to the fire, which I don't remember Obi Kenobi having burn scars all over his goddamn body. But hey, I guess they're just making this shit up as you go along. So well, I'll go I mean, for the ride. he is in robes throughout the entire original trilogy yeah but you see his hands and stuff but sure um it's scarred also on his face too i don't i don't remember uh guinness having a scar on his face did it scar i thought it just scarred his arm and stuff i didn't see a scar on his face yeah it's a little bit of his face too okay um so so the stuff like this so the fan film kind of looked to it i i I mean i kind of see that the you know um aspect to it i kind of see it because the lightsabers are you know it does kind of have that fan film look of when people do like star wars fan films and they have the Mm -hmm. lightsabers and they're so one color they're so like very red or very blue or very green and you see like when they're fighting with the lightsabers when it's vader versus kenobi which i kind of like to ask because he's just running you know he's i mean he's scared to say (laughs) i mean i mean he was Mm -hmm. i mean kenobi was shook i mean he was just really really shook 
Um, and he's just running. And, you know, when they finally face off, Invader, I mean, he was toying with him, too. I mean, he probably could have just killed him if he really wanted to. But he was just, I mean, he was toying with him, playing with him, one-handed with using the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, which people have remarked that it, it was maybe supposed to be a callback to when Vader fought uh luke with just one hand or when he just fights um, seemingly just in general vader um he just fights using the lightsaber with one hand just using kind of minimal effort because it's typically all he has to do um i kind of see that with that you know i kind of see a little bit of that um also i do like that scene of him just kind of running him just kind of trying to evade him um and when they finally just face off and how just overwhelmed uh you know kind of kenobi is by vader and how he's just kind of beating him down you know what i mean how kenobi has he's has the two uh hold um on the lightsaber holding him with two hands and then vader's just having the one hand he's just kind of just beating him down with it um and then when it gets to that scene um you know or actually i'll go back when they actually when they first met and he says you know what have you become and he says what you made me i thought that was a, a really good line i think i thought that was a really good exchange between the two of them um and then when it gets to when he's about to put him in the fire and he says he's gonna make him feel what you know what i mean he, he put him through i'm kind of paraphrasing there a bit but you know that line and he drags him through the fire i mean i thought that was pretty brutal again i thought something that you know what i mean that should have been in something like book of Boba Fett of like maybe like a torture scene with you know like a when you're dealing with the mafia and mob characters and that you have something like this in kenobi where he's dragging him through this you know this fire and having him feel the burns and he was like oh no i'm gonna you know what i mean you think this is just the beginning no this is you think this is the end no this is just the beginning you know what i mean i'm gonna really make you suffer um i thought that was kind of done i didn't like at the end of that when he gets rescued by the character uh i forgot her name um the one who's posing as the uh, imperial officer um she is also she was in game of thrones she was one of she was the wife of um the uh, uh the pedro pascal character um in that uh um, oberon yeah um so she she was she was also the most annoying character on that show who and uh not based on the books in the show uh goes off and kills the brother of the man she loved because he's not getting it done fast enough and then ends up in a prison where she just literally has to watch as um, her daughter is like dying of poison and yeah. and, st- and she's poisoned herself. And that's the last we see of her character. Yeah. Um, so she's from, yeah, she's from Game of Thrones there. So she saves uh, Kenobi. That's the thing about this being a prequel show um, is that it, it, it's hard to feel any good tension with the show. Or any yeah. strong stakes because, well, you already know these characters are going to be good. You know, you already know that Kenobi is going to be okay. You know, nothing seriously bad is going to happen to him. So it's kind of hard to, you know, create stakes when you have, when you're in a prequel type of situation. Um, but, you know, she ends up saving them. The thing is, you know what I mean? Vader's just kind of watching as this slow, lumbering robot is grabbing uh, Kenobi's uh, body and and taking them off you know what i mean and the stormtroopers are kind of you know when they arrive on the scene they're just you know you can't just go around the fire or you can't yeah you you can't do anything like that so i thought that was a little silly and a little ridiculous um that you just can't do that but okay whatever um and yeah i mean it's like nothing you can do vader at all to to get through the fire you know vader i don't know you mean like you can't just do what you did with everyone else and just lift the robot up and pull it your way yeah, I don't think the robot's gonna t- do anything. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was like, yeah. So that that to me was how they got out of that situation was just a little, 
was just a little ridiculous, a little silly. But I, I did like that whole thing of him dragging him through the fire, and I, I thought that was really, really good. Um, and um, but, so what were kind of your overall feelings uh, of the episode there? Not considering ca- continuity, just the episode on its own, I thought it was it was fine with lapses of writing and intelligence on occasion. Like like you said, that whole fire thing, like Vader, why don't you just go around the fire or just use the force or or Stormtroopers, why aren't you gonna do anything whatever. Fine. Oh, you're just gonna get saved by this character we just met right now, leaving little Princess Leia all alone. Why would you Okay. She's gonna get captured. She's gonna get captured. At, oh, and and she's gonna get captured. Cool, got it. Yeah, again, uh, <laughs> again, yeah. again. We're four episodes in, and this is, it might as well start over. Uh, I hate. I kind of don't like Revan's character at all. Mm. She's really starting to get on my nerves. She has one note. Acting ang- acting overly angry, mm. and she is overacting that shit. She has no subtlety. She is just anger. She is just this. And this, that's getting boring really quickly. Also, uh, they just threw the... They, they, they confirmed, oh, the, uh, the Master Inquisitor is dead. He, he doesn't matter. And I'm like, you're the one who appointed him. Uh, so, well, well, I guess, yeah, we're doing spoilers. Um, yeah. So the creator of the show got asked about that. And then they said yeah. that, well, we don't, like, well... I'm not going to say too much, but we're not breaking continuity with that character. That's what they said. So they're like, I guess the character is going to show back up again at some point. Whatever. Because they said that, yeah, wait, yeah, you know, so, yeah. Whatever. On that aspect, whatever. Yeah, there was a small ass. There are a lot of aspects in that. The whole thing of, oh, just, if you're going to destroy the thing, take the truck. If you're not going to take the thing, go around. Just go around. That was like a if you're they did like one wide shot in this whole damn thing and that wide shot was to show how small their set was. It's, eh, no, if you, if you can't if you don't have a high enough budget, don't do that. That's got to stick to the one eighty rule, guys. Uh, he kills five stormtroopers and then three stormtroopers show up and he's gonna surrender. And I'm like, just shoot them. You've already killed five others. What does three matter? I think it was with the, uh, the with the other stormtroopers. I mean, he had kind of like caught them by surprise, almost in a way. And then with the other ones showing up, I mean, they directly. I mean, it was three. They pointed them guns at him, you know. And you had Leia, well, you know, with him as well. So it was kind of a little bit of a different situation, I think, there with that. Well, he pulls out his lightsaber and just deflects the attacks back. I, I just don't like. Uh, yeah, just even within the show, even within the merits of the show, I don't understand why he's so Obi Wan is so weak. Obi Wan, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, he is the definition. He's the poster child of Jedi perseverance. Hmm. He is all the way from the very beginning. He's like, I'm just trying to protect the boy. I'm trying to make sure that he's re- ready. Then why aren't you ready? Why a Jedi perseverance? He wouldn't like. He's sad. He's apathetic. He doesn't trust anyone. All these things lead to the dark side. 
Obi-Wan always is always as a character, even within canon, even within this new canon. Mm. He's always been a character. Isaac always been a character that has always been a person child for the light side and perseverance and maintaining focus even in the dark times. I don't imagine how you can protect Luke if your lightsaber is buried in the sand and you've cut yourself off from the Force. And if he was so against anything Jedi, why is it in the original trilogy he's so adamant about Luke? Like Luke being like, he needs to be, he needs to learn. He's like, your father was a Jedi, like it. Let's start your training immediately. You should need to become a Jedi Knight, just like he's your father. I'd be happy to teach you. I've been waiting for this opportunity in this moment to do so. Owens always disagreed with me, but I always felt it was for the best. They have a little bit of lit service, even in episode one, but I just don't buy that he's this weak. It also would have made the fight much more interesting. I mean, regardless, it also, the whole fight took, it's fan family in just an idea because it takes away from the whole aspect of the original trilogy, which was last time we met, I was the student. Now I am the master. Yeah. Uh, only a master of evil, Darth. Except now you can go. Last time we met, I was a student, and now I am the master. Except we met in a quarry, on Whoa. a random planet. Remember that time when I dragged you across the thing? Uh, well, so to that point, so though, let's let's break that down. Uh, let's sure. See. Um, so the whole thing about, you see that Kenobi throughout the series, like, even when he first used the Force, when you see him, he uses it, when he tries to catch Leia, I think that was, was that, episode two? Um, yeah, that episode two. he almost, like, didn't even really catch her. I mean, it was only, like, he, you know, it was, like, straining a muscle of just, like, you know, to me, him just not even being able to do it, because it seems like he hasn't done it in a long time, apparently, I guess. Um, and then, and you see, like, you know, with this, I mean, he does take out those stormtroopers, and he says, well, why doesn't he just use his lightsaber? Um, yeah, I guess he could do that. I mean, you know, getting the situation, I think, with the Stormtroopers, when they rolled up on him, I mean, it was kind of, like, by surprise, in a way. I mean, not by surprise, but, you know, they see him, they got their sights set on him, they got the guns trained on him. He also has to worry about another person in Leia. Uh, again, I'm not trying to make excuses for the show, I'm just trying to give my thoughts, my perspective on, you know, what I kind of, what, what I'm looking at here. Um, and it seems like a person who hasn't been doing much practicing or any Jedi thing in the, in the 10 years um, since Revenge of the Sith, and then where it leads up to where the scene where we talked about in A New Hope, where, you know, they have that famous exchange between Vader and Kenobi when they meet, um, and he talks about him being, you know, at once the master, and then, you know, and he was a student now, the roles have been reversed in that, in that battle, um, you see in A New Hope. Again, this is, this is only half of the season, this is episode three, I think they're going to have another battle again, and then also this is nine years before A New Hope, so, and then there's talks of them doing a season two, or maybe, you know, possibly doing a season two. Oh, Jesus. So, again, so I don't know if they are, and I don't know if that's confirmed, but there's talks, there's rumors of it, but mm -hmm. this is, I don't think it's just going to end with him, you know, the only fight they're going to have is the one where he's just dragging them through fire. I don't think it's going to end like that. I, I don't think that's the only battle they're going to have. Um, you know, so I mean, that's just my that's just my I mean, thoughts on it. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, the whole idea in itself of even Van Vader and him meeting up before A New Hope, anyways, is just fan fictiony. This whole like this whole idea for this even show shouldn't even have existed because it breaks the whole continuity in half. All the things that set up the reason why, like the the first ep A New Hope, their fight isn't supposed to be visually impressive. It's two old guys. 
fighting each other because they're the end of their order. It is yeah. good and evil fighting against each other. It's not meant to be. It's not supposed to be epic. It's supposed to be a simple. They're both using two hands. It's a two hands. They're fighting each other. But both have the strength and the force. And when he looks at Izagaya and he's fighting him and he's telling him, like, you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I, it's, like, it's such a great line. And then when he looks at it, like Luke and sees him later, that whole moment where he just lets go and lets Vader take him, that's such an important moment. And it's a, nah, man, we're going to have this real quick fight <laughs> on this planet. And they met previously. No, it doesn't beguile any of his character. So is Even there, if he, yeah, go ahead. Is there any literature about that somebody did about the in-between Revenge of the Sith, Kenobi, what Kenobi was doing between Revenge of the Sith? or So... Yeah. From what is mostly known, he did very small things. He kept his kept his prowess with the Force, and he kept his um, he did very small adventures, and he always made sure to keep his identity hidden. It never got released. He maybe helped some people here and there, and he took care of small things in the meantime. He was all sometimes on the move, and he made himself as a friendly figure as Ben Kenobi in the local in the Outer Rim area where the Empire doesn't really good doesn't have much power in it's pretty lawless unless it's owned by a criminal faction which on tatooine is the huts uh so that's from what i recall so already we were half the show the show should have just been kenobi helping people and persevering the force and the other half we want to bring hayden christensen it should have been the coin flip and it should have been him pursuing Dealing with the Empire, doing more world building with the Empire, establishing that they grew to power, and how much damage he's causing, and, and Jedi's he's killing in the meantime, while well, Obi Wan is trying to bring life and pursue the light side of the Force. You could have a show where that's he's seeing because I, for our call there was a book released where he knows about Anakin. He sees that Vader is causing this stuff, and he uh, and he sees what kind of a monster. Uh, Anakin has become and he just he feels sorry and he shakes his head and he moves on he's like in a saloon and he hears about all these actions and he realizes it's Anakin and he survived mm. he doesn't need to be told about it he just gets it because he has a through line to the force and he knows there's only a few people strong enough to go there and I guess he survived because he doesn't fall for the whole Lord Vader thing hmm I mean, if they kind of did that with, like you said, Hayden Christensen, if they did it, if they focused more on Vader with the Empire stuff, I mean, it would just mostly be James Earl Jones anyway. I mean, mostly. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't I mean, with a few human moments with him taking off the armor, that would actually be kind of interesting with him and, and certain other. Because Vader did have a few people that he very rarely interacted with. But you could have, like, slow, like, little moments where he had or Hayden Christensen can act through. And you can, it's like a duology. You're seeing the, the difference between the two characters and this, these two people that were, uh, weren't, were once like brothers in arms. Mm. And now they're seeing a difference. Just, I mean, I'm fine. I'm happy they got Caden Christensen back. But I feel like they're just using both actors to prop up a story that is it's just not going to have a satisfying ending. Well, I mean, the, I mean, the ending of their stories is... I mean, I mean, I know, is new but it's not—it's not a satisfying addition, I should say. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, and you see kind of Hayden Christensen, you know, just him, you know, as, you know, Obi-Wan sees him as he was as Anakin in this kind of, you know, vision there. Yeah. He kind of sees him there. Um, hmm. You know, because I was always, you know, I was kind of, it was like, a, how are you going to work in Hayden Christensen? It's like, you know, are you going to really see him? How much time are you going to see him, like, when he's yeah. covered up just in the suit? Because if he's in the suit, it's I'm just going to sure. be James Earl Jones. But, yeah. I'm sure what they're going to do is they're going to wait till the very last episode. It's going to mostly be James Earl Jones. And then for the last episode, with occasional showing of him in makeup and in a tub, and in a tube or whatever. Mm. And they'll be fighting because, of course, we need to have them have an epic fight. And they'll fight, and he'll cut off a bit of the thing, and his his thing will go off, and so it'll reveal his face, and then they'll have a face to face talk, and Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor, and then everyone on the internet can be like, "Oh, two actors are finally getting their due," as they talk as they talk to each other. I, like, mm-hmm. I, I know how this shit goes. I see where this is going. I know what's gonna happen, and I am just I'm kind of I'm a kind of like a okay, the show's fine. It does the bare minimum to meet some level of a story that people will probably be all right with, except when they get a couple minutes, they're like, "Yeah, it's a little wonky here," or "Yeah, this is not here." Why is Princess Leia here? I was just gonna get kidnapped again by Revan, yeah. by Reva, I should say. Uh, uh, Revan's a better character. Uh, with the like you said, with the ending of the impossible. I mean, yeah, I mean, so. So mm-hmm. they are going to have another fight. I mean, yeah, that's just storytelling because, of course, you want the hero yeah. to lose. This is first. what's going to happen. You want the hero to lose at first, then come back and then win. Uh, you know, win again. I mean, it, at least possible. That's what you would want if they are going to do just. I yeah. don't know if this they are going to exactly. do another season or not. I don't know. Hugh McGregor's. I don't know. He's a pretty busy guy. I mean, he's got a lot of. I mean, he does a lot of movies. So good for him, man. Um, good I, for him. I don't know if he wouldn't want to be tied down to doing a multi-season show or anything like that. If honestly, he probably shouldn't. Because the guy's got a lot of good things going. I'm happy to see Hayden Christensen, though. He mm. doesn't have to act. He actually owns a farmland. And he actually owns other stuff. Yeah. So he's been taking care of himself for a while now. But yeah, he I mean, to... it's nice that they brought him back for this. And he's getting a paycheck. Yeah, I'd actually like to see... I hope this is like a... Rena- if there's any positive, I hope this is a renaissance for Hayden Christensen. And then he gets to act in more things yeah. on the side. Because I think he, des- he deserves a better shot than where he was left with. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice he bought a farmland, got the fuck away from Star Wars fans yeah. for a bit. You know what I mean? Just oh my god, yeah, get get on the farm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, so I think yeah, so I don't yeah, I see that as a possible ending, like you said with that. Um, you know, maybe there's a scene where he you know hits him, Vader with the lightsaber and then it knocks out like his voice modulator or something and then he, he talks with it. It cuts a little bit so you can see his face and stuff. Yeah, because so you can see him in the makeup where he is all horribly disfigured. Probably I can see that happening. I mean, they did that already in like Rebels. When Rebels. It was in Ahsoka. Yeah, they did it already. That, um, yeah, with Ahsoka. So it's like, yeah, they could do it again. You know what I mean? They already kind of did that already but yeah, maybe they'll do it again. Um, so I, I definitely see that as a possibility, depending on you know how they do it. Maybe it can work. Um, stuff with Revo this episode. Um, I don't know how she knew that that was the hideout. I think that wasn't yeah. explained properly. You can say like, oh, but she the Force, or you know what I mean, whatever. But if Vader couldn't sense it, what makes thing you get to know? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and he was right there with Vader doing all this stuff. You see what I mean? Even when you take it away out of continuity, even when you remove canon with this show, there's little things here, basic things that happen just for the things to happen, but without a very good explanation or character understanding. 
Yeah. So I can't really give it anything higher than just say it's all right. It bare, it meets the bare minimum, but there's nothing exceptional about this show. Yeah. And this is a show that should be exceptional. If you're going to tell Kenobi's story, he's fundamental to the original trilogy. He's helped with Luke, helps Luke and Leia's journey. Leia asked for him because she knew because uh, her father knew him and he was well respected. And the way she talked about him was never like, "Oh, I know him from from a personal standpoint." It always from was from a distance. Like, I've heard stories about what my father used to tell about you. You were great Jedi Knight. And those helped days are, him in are, the Clone Wars and things helped, like And the, helped him in the Clone Wars, helped him in this. This was a it's like a you were an incredible as a credible asset. We need your help now. Mm. And that was the call for help. Mm. And now it's say, no, I'm just going to with Leia. She even asked him, are you my father? Mm. And I'm like, why do you, as far as you're concerned, Leia, like, uh, Jimmy Schmitz is your father. And you shouldn't even know that you're adopted. Mm. But sure, why, why not? Um, yeah, I mean, well, then it's, well, I'll get into the continuity stuff later. But, you know um, what? I bet you, oh my god, I bet you at the end of the season or next season, little Leia's going to meet Darth Vader and he's going to be like, is like, and he's going to be like, you are my daughter. And she's going to be like, no, that's not possible. It's not no, true. That, that is, they're going to do some stupid, they're gonna no, do some stupid shit like that. That is not going like, to happen. I, no, I want it to happen. Look, if they're just going to be stupid with this shit, they should might as well go all the way. That's, I mean, I could see her meeting her. I mean, cause it's already established that Leia's it's always met her, met him before. So that's already yeah. uh, established. She's met like grandma Tarkin and, them before so it's already that's already been established yes that she's met them diplomatically in other aspects yes she's already met them it's like i always i could sorry smell you the smell of you holding vader's leash great line um yeah so that's already so maybe i don't know i mean maybe she will or maybe she won't i don't know um but um like i said so the stuff with revan you know her finding the hideout i didn't really understand you could say the force Reva, not revan did, uh, did, did i say revan oh i meant Rev, uh, you said revan oh my uh, Re- i know it's similar Reva is her, this Reva. new character. Revan was a badass Sith who was the apprentice to Darth Bane from KOTOR, uh, from the Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. And it's a thousand times more interesting than Reva as a character yeah. in this show. Um, yeah, so the stuff with her, you know what I mean, trying to find the hideout. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I didn't really kind of understand that too much. I thought that was there. And then you see the stuff that he said with Vader of why didn't he sense the hideout. Um, I mean, he definitely much sensed Kenobi, and that's why he cut him off when he, he started to run, and that's why he cut him off there. Um, but yeah, she caught up with Leia, kidnapped Leia, so obviously <laughs> she's kidnapped again, and then, you know, especially when Kenobi was like, you know, telling uh, her to make sure that she stays with her uh, to help her get to, um, you know, to, 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 to safety. Um, yeah, I mean, and then stuff with Reva, I, I feel like with her character, like I said, I understand like her, you're talking about like a little overly angry or a little too one note. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, more stuff revealed about her character. You know, there's the rumor that she was the child at Order 66. And I think if they played into that more of the fact Mm -hmm. that she has such a resentful attitude towards the Jedi, because, you know, you see the scene where she's talking to the um to the people they have the people the townspeople that the jedi they failed you they left you you know what i mean um and about how much of that 
propaganda really um, spread about because the whole thing about you know why was he was able to really take over was you know Palpatine was that the whole thing of like the Jedi really are the ones that want to take over they're the ones that really want to you know you know you know create a fascist uh, you know dictatorship around the galaxy it's the Jedi who really want to do that you know not me you know I'm trying to save you so I mean you see that kind of like I said with the world building of the show where you see where they're on the truck with the alien with you know the Zach Braff alien where he's just talking about hey you know you know things are good you know what I mean order in the galaxy you know what I mean sure thing you know you know, and, and I support that, you know, no matter what, you know, keeping things straight, you know. Um, and then, you know, he picks up the troopers and everything like that. Um, Stormtroopers probably don't even, you know, care about the guy, really. I mean, because the Empire is very much, you know, they hate aliens, really. But um, uh, so I, I thought that was kind of very interesting. And then the, so if you if you kind of leaned into more of that with her character of how resentful she, she is maybe towards the Jedi for failing um mm. and then you know for not being there for her um and maybe you know again it's tough to always talk about these episodes weekly because it's like mm. well you got to see what you know where they go you're seeing where, a small piece you know you're such seeing because it's a developing story and as things are going you know what i mean you know week by week and what we're gonna see um but i see your i see mm. your thing about her being kind of one note in in that whole situation because i kind of felt the same really about her um in the first two episodes um I think, you know, with this one, I, I still kind of get that feeling a little bit, but I still think it was a little bit more of an improvement here um, with the stuff they did. Just acting-wise, I think she did a little bit better here than I did in the first two episodes. And I think with the stuff with the villains in general, it's very, you know, generic kind of villain stuff, pretty much. Generic one note. Yeah, I think that's kind of generally with the villains in this period. Um, you know, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, you go ahead. No, I, I've seen... Even within Star Wars, other shows, I've seen better dynamic, more nuanced villain characters than these. Even in, God help me, I, I didn't haven't seen much of Rebels, but even in Rebels, I saw a bit more dynamic characters in you, the Inquisitors than on this show. Oh, you didn't like Rebels? I thought I thought Rebels. Was I didn't hate Rebels. I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike it. I just thought it was fine. I, it's not as good as the Clone Wars. It's a bit kiddy, more kid friendly than that, but still a bit darker for a kids kid show. Mm. But that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I just don't think Rebels was made with me. It, it wasn't something I gravitated towards. Like I was surprised at how good Clone Wars eventually really became and and still remains so. Uh, Rebels was kind of a bit lesser for me in that aspect, but it wasn't a bad show. I wouldn't say it was a bad show or anything like that. It was still a pretty solid show. But I saw some aspects of it, and even I can be like, yeah, no, the villains were, were handy even better than this. Even in, car in cartoon shows, they show more nuance than live-action performances. Yeah, and that's a, that's kind of the tough thing, because this is six episodes, so again, it goes in that Disney yeah. Plus thing we talk about, like six episodes. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. the stuff with the Rebels, I mean, that's over the course of so many episodes, so many seasons. Oh, yeah. And then, but, I'm, but I'm talking even in The Clone Wars, where you'd see like a villain for a episode. Mm-hmm. And they'd show up like once. They'd at least have something, a through line. We've had three episodes so far. And all of the Inquisitors are one note. Mm. Pre one note. Yeah. They all as just characters. They're all just kind of now vying for the job of the Grand Inquisitor. Trying to gain favor yeah. with Vader. Um, with that stuff. Yeah. Um Yeah. And and then, you know, the continuity stuff. I mean, there's so many issues with the continuity stuff. Even the Inquisitors themselves 
you know it's just like yeah. that that even kind of breaks some continuity and then um, yes, it does even the inquisitors as themselves breaks continuity um that does but people uh i think generally like the inquisitors uh from hey thanks john good thank you for the 50 bits man um thank you terry thompson by the way thank you for coming in uh, with the lurk by the way um but even you know even the inquisitors themselves break continuity and then even the stuff where you know i know the prequels break continuity all the time um because they mentioned in the original mm. trilogy how she remembered her mother but then in the yep, in i the, brought that up yeah and then the prequel trilogy, you know obviously you know natalie portman padme she died in childbirth so how did she remember yeah. her mother but yeah, then this exactly i guess kind of corrects that because she had an adoptive mother so i i guess it's that and, doesn't correct it because he's asking specifically about their oh, mother about he's trying to mother. connect them yeah so that doesn't exactly correct it yeah. Um, honestly, I actually would have been totally cool if they retconned that and they said, oh, she died in quotes and Natalie Portman has a surprise cameo in this. I actually would have given a huge, like, oh, that actually is awesome. They lied. They completely lied and said that Padme died and she ended up with Jimmy Smith and hiding and she's not super happy. She likes Jimmy Smith, but she still loves Anakin. And they're in a good relationship but not you know they're not in love or it's one-sided love but mm. she's still a good mother to leia that actually would have been a oh that actually fixes some problems and would have been fine i would have been ex more accepting on that nature of a oh okay cool um we're kind of fixing that aspect of it mm. but nah they're just they're yeah. just doing what they're doing now yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, they were talking about their, specifically their birth mother, yeah. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, not, yeah, so that wouldn't really fit, since Leia knows she's adopted, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, I mean, like I say, you can go, yeah, there's always different continuity things and things with this Star Wars. Um, you know, Darth Maul got cut in half, he came back, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> you know, but, but at least they spent, like, dozens of episodes building him back up as a character. yeah. It was good. So it, there at least is something like that where it's like, eh, well, at least it's stupid, but they spent time repairing the stupid. Yeah. And he had a good arc in Rebels. He had a really good arc in Rebels. Yeah. So of Rebels, his idea of that is probably the best aspect of that show. And ending with Obi-Wan, where Obi-Wan is not as he's portrayed in the show and is actually the way he should be portrayed. Well, and that's... they have one final bet. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And ends in a nice little quick fight, and that's it. Yeah, nice like samurai battle, almost like a samurai. It is, yeah. Um, Whoever can strike first. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a nice yeah, fight, uh, showdown with yeah, Kenobi and that uh, rebels. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. back to Kenobi. Yeah, um, episode three. Um, yeah, I thought this was for me. I thought it was the best episode so far for me. I thought it had a lot of things going on. I mean, Vader mostly for Vader, uh, just showing up. Yeah. You know, just being you know what i mean showing he's that a cool villain you know yeah cool villain and showing him being intimidating and being this big threat this big force and him coming out um and then kenobi running scared as hell i mean that, that was something so um yeah mostly mostly for that i i really did like him really did enjoy um yeah um and then i i don't know also at this point in time i don't know if there is a rebellion or will they get into that that much i don't know um, but I don't know at this point in time. I think the, the whole smuggling character is supposed to be a reference to the rebellion. 
Yeah. Um, what was his name again? The one that he saw the written stuff on the wall when he went to the hideout. Um, oh, I don't Quan something. Yeah, I forgot his exact name. But yeah, I guess that's supposed to be a little bit of a reference to like the beginnings of the rebellion and everything like that. And them also smuggling, you know, force sensitive kids, which also I think is a thing. I'm surprised they've never done like a, a movie or a show about that uh, idea. I've had that idea about like, what if they do something about where it's like them, you know, smuggling or helping, you know, force That could have been a great little show. Maybe have a cameo with, uh, would have had cameo with Obi Wan Kenobi. And he helps him along. That would have been a nice little cameo too. It's just a group. It's like a, it's like Iron Blooded Orphans, but they're young, but they're all force sensitive. They have to stick together. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, I think that would make it through the Empire as it is now. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting idea. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a solid episode. Um, I think it's yeah, I think it's better than the last two episodes. Um, what about you? It's it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> so, I look, man. I'm trying. Like, I'm trying my best to get, go with this as removing a continuity, removing for this. But it gets really hard when you just look at it from a even its own merits and go, eh. I don't know how they she knew that there's there. Why, why isn't she gonna go? Why isn't he gonna go get there? Why why is this character knowing this now? Why is like come, come on, Kenobi? You're John Wick one moment, but then you can't hold a lightsaber for another. Uh, all right, man. It, this show's okay. I I can't really give it that much of a huge end because we're doing this episode by episode. Mm. But I I think it's it. I think in a lot of ways, last episode might have been better, at mm. least in determination of just better environment, better. Uh, just the bounty hunter idea was just neat, more neat. Mm. And as much as the Empire stuff you get, Invader, it's nice to see him and hear him again. It it does feel like a very fan fictiony moment. Hmm. Okay. All right. So it's all right. Um. All right. So that was Kenobi, uh, episode three. Mm-hmm.